0: You're listening to the Long Box Podcast. I'm Tyler Olson.
1: And I am 2020 Matt Murphy.
0: And this is episode 157. (laughs) I, know I totally forgot how to do this show.
1: <laughs> I, uh, it's been so long.
0: It's been two weeks since we recorded the show. a show. Hi, guys. What's up? I'm back along with Matthias.
1: Yes, it's me, Matthias.
0: Um, yeah, so um, Merry, uh, Merry New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Merry happy Christmas. World War Three. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, how okay? When World War Three happens? Yes. How long until there is a TikTok of some kid uh, flossing over a, a dead brown kid? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is how I cope, guys. Um, um, I can't wait. Uh, the day uh World War Three officially starts, I will be starting my OnlyFans account. Uh, mm. where uh, I read out the names of the dead and the nude.
0: Yeah, uh, there's nothing about that that sounds uh, uh, promising. Uh, mostly because uh, I don't want to hear you try to pronounce these names.
1: I uh, I have the body of Lena Dunham.
0: Um, Can confirm. Oof, not can confirm.
1: Same penis size.
0: I saw you bend over once. I'm like, am I watching Girls?
1: <laughs>
0: no, that's not nearly hairy enough ass crack to be Lena Dunham.
1: I will <laughs> say, uh, after Rise of Skywalker come out, people were... Uh, posting girls clips and I was like, man, I really want to go back and finish that show.
0: I have for years now wanted to do a podcast where a group of guys discusses every episode of girls.
1: I think it'd be funny. And this show would be called guys. (laughs) Boogers (laughs) came out of my nose.
0: Mmm, gimme. Um, welcome back guys. It's a new fucking year.
1: Yeah. We're still making horrible jokes as you can, you heard.
0: right off the bat. Anything, you want to get anything out of your system, Matt? Um... What jokes are we leaving behind in 2019? Epstein.
1: Epstein.
0: We're leaving we're stranded on an island.
1: Yeah. Um. Huh. I don't know. What What are problematic things we can't say anymore? What What is <laughs> in What are the 820?
0: things that I can't say on this podcast that I put out to the public?
1: Yeah. Um. Because, as as we as a society, guys, guys, just, just,
0: I want to know. I just want to put this out there. Um, if you hear a rolling noise in the background, Matt's dog is playing with a rawhide and I don't want to edit it out. So yeah, that's bad. what that is. It's not, um, never mind. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: What were you going to say? I
0: was going to continue the Epstein jokes. Um, ooh.
1: uh, yeah, no, Mac is, uh, Mac started staying on my bed now. Oh, that's cute. It is cute, but, uh, he rubs his that's ass. That's his dog. That's yeah, his dog. No. We should, we should say that. Yeah. He rubs his ass on my pillows and I'm waiting to get pink eye.
0: That will do it. Yeah. It's a good old pink eye, stink eye. Uh,
1: but I'm trying to think. Uh, jokes that we can no longer tell in 2020 that we were able to tell from uh, 2016 to 2019. Um, still make abortion jokes. Uh, <laughs> 9-11 jokes still on the table. Um, <laughs> what? What? Um, still on the table.
0: <laughs> All right, Joe Rogan, you want to talk about uh, fucking Aliens again?
1: I still haven't finished Aliens. I tried my... Third oh time. I didn't even mean the movie yeah. oh oh we're talking uh, about illegal aliens no I was we're gonna leaving, say ancient aliens we're leaving ancient. illegal aliens oh jokes no, in no, 2019 no, oh
0: boy uh shit cancelled fuck um guys we're dealing with a lot of shit <laughs> it's uh twitter has been and guys don't worry this is a comic book podcast we'll get to that eventually um but
1: yeah the internet it's been a rough three days yeah um yeah 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 I will say uh, I've been distracting myself by watching a lot of anime aimed at uh, teenagers. Um, so that's what I'm doing with my life. Y- you doing? Uh, how's your three days of 2020 been? Oh
0: boy. Um, what have I done? Um, uh, gastritis. I have gastritis.
1: What's gastritis?
0: You ever eat too many wings? No. <laughs> you ever eat a lot of wings, and you get this kind of like a burning sensation in your stomach, and it just doesn't go away. No. Yeah, that's what I got. Like, and I can't tell anymore if I'm hungry or full. My stomach's all fucked up. I left. I left health in 2019. Apparently.
1: Jesus. I uh, I haven't been able to poop still. I poop like once a week now. Yeah, that's good.
0: I I did it at 12:09. Oh,
1: you know what I did right? Brand before, new poo year. Uh, I almost. Well, I thought I broke my toe. at like oh, 11 yeah. Eleven o'clock, and yeah. no one believed me. Everyone was like, "Ha ha, that's just <laughs> dude." Making stuff up. If
0: if you guys want to see uh, pictures of Matt's feet, which there is a market, uh-huh. there is. <laughs> uh, he, he has a fucked up foot right now.
1: Yeah, it's. It was purple and black. He was real gross.
0: It was about a. Looked like a look like a grimace. It looked
1: like the head of a dick. Honestly, it was just hmm. real
0: swollen and. Hmm. Gross. And purple and black.
1: Yep. Oh. All
0: right. So how was the, how was your holidays in terms of comic books? You getting good reading done? Anything like that? I'm still behind on my 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 weekly polls. I'm so close. I'm so close. I think the the vacation is gonna help uh, help me catch up. But um, yeah, it's uh the new schedule we've been doing where we're not doing you know weekly books every week, uh has meant that I've been taking my time, which is great with my books. I don't have to rush through shit. And I can actually enjoy things and, and absorb it. Um, but it also means I'm
1: behind as shit. What I've been trying to do is, um, I immediately if I don't get to things in a two week basics basis, I leave it. And it's done. I've, yeah, I've, never dropped, I've dropped to some it. stuff. Yeah,
0: uh, which is easy to do digitally because you could just you know just like stop it. Yeah, stop it. Get some help. Um, but uh, we have some announcements to make. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, so I will be going on a little vacation uh, coming up. So we're going to be pre-recording a couple episodes. So sorry, no. Uh, weekly episode until probably last week of January yeah um, but we do have two shows coming up for you um, the first one we've planned for a while I think we announced it on one of the shows recently uh, we're gonna be doing uh, the <laughs> what uh, it's The Dark Knight Strikes Again by yes. Frank Miller and Lynn Varley and Lynn Varley yes uh, the acclaimed sequel to <laughs> the, the Dark Knight
1: in what many people could say Frank Miller's most discussed actually Is that's it? a lie yeah. well I All-star mean all star Batman
0: most maligned
1: maybe maligned yeah. um, most 9-11 related when did this come out 9-11 it, wait, that, that date no what? like he was halfway. I that was a Monday he was halfway through the book 9-11 happened and then he just wilds out
0: oh boy uh, I think it's called Holy Terror um, so we're doing that that should be coming out around, around uh the 10th January 10th yes and uh, we'll also be releasing a, a movie episode we haven't done one of these in a while um and we picked probably one of the, the more well-known, better of uh, the Marvel uh, movies. And it's uh, it's on Disney+, Plus, so this is watchable if you have a streaming platform. We're doing the, uh, again, critically acclaimed uh, Fantastic Four, The Rise of the Silver Surfer.
1: <laughs> now, let's just say right here.
0: I, I haven't seen this for, since it came out first.
1: I think many people our age, this was a, a huge changing point because we got to see Jessica Alba. In that costume, because let me tell you, we saw it in the first movie. Listeners, I, wow,
0: this is Jessica the Alba. Wow. Uh, wow, I who plays Silver Surfer? Like I don't even know who's the villain of that. Is it? Is it the Galactus cloud?
1: I don't know.
0: I don't know what hat. No, wait. Uh, I think that's the Galactus cloud. I don't know, dude. I haven't seen this movie since it came out. You know I was what's a, crazy? I was a youth.
1: I uh I just remember Jessica Alba, that's it. <laughs> you
0: remember Chris Evans? Who? Uh, Captain America.
1: Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, because I just remember Jessica Alba. Who is in this? Michael Chiklis is in it. Um, who's Ca- Who's Mister Fantastic?
0: Oh, I know. Uh, fucking shit.
1: Well, I guess uh, he's not fantastic because we don't remember. Um. You know what's weird? Um, where did uh, Silver Surfer's dick go in that
0: uh, It's Ian Gruf- Gruffood. Gru-
1: Gruffood. Wait, that's a hard name
0: to pronounce. Uh, who was Carrie Washington in that? Oh, she was... um. Alicia? Alicia. Oh, okay. And then... Oh, it's Doug Jones was the Silver Surfer. Of course he was. Ew. Uh, Brian Pussain is the wedding minister in that? What? What is going Oh, boy. I am... Not excited. <laughs>
1: I can't wait to see Jessica. Alvin. So the
0: Fantastic Four learn that they aren't the only superpowered beings in the universe when they square off against the powerful Silver Surfer and the Planet Eating Galactus. This is the Galactus Cloud movie.
1: I always liked Galactus as the cloud.
0: In oh, the oh, save it, save that okay, shit. Okay, okay. In the Ultimates, he wasn't a cloud though; he was a swarm.
1: The same thing.
0: Mm, watch the movie. <laughs> That's all I'm telling you. So, that, so look forward to that one, guys. That should be interesting. That's a little uh appetizer for what that show will be it's gonna be fun. i once wrote a uh very elaborate essay about the fantastic four movies <laughs> really? for uh a website we both used to write for
1: oh comics cucks
0: yeah i uh i wrote uh how the was it roger corman's 90s fantastic four movie is better than uh the fan four stick movie the more recent one
1: i uh i like that movie Josh Trank's Fantastic Four. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's not too bad. Uh, I have no response to that. It is better than Justice League. Not a high bar. Not a high bar. Not a high bar at all. Someone tried to tell me the other day that uh, Justice League, there's a skeleton of a movie there, and it is pretty good, and Superman's entire arc from Man of Steel through Justice League was told. And I just stood there, and I was like,
0: if you have a skeleton, that does not make it a good. I was movie. like,
1: I get whatever drugs you're on. I need them because <laughs> I I don't understand where that.
0: Came That's from. like when I look into a mirror and be like, oh, there's a skeleton out there. It looks good. Are you there's okay? something there. Are you okay? Yeah, I'll be afraid. I'll be right. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Into these comic books, Do you want? To <laughs> uh, s- spoilers for these books that we're going to talk about. So this is just, this is yeah this isn't just. This most previous week, a lot of them are from this week, but we did want to talk about some stuff that we missed during the holiday break because um, that that one week right before Christmas. Christmas. What the fuck?
1: Christmas. We just
0: released everything.
1: Yeah, and then they were like, "Hey, what what should we put out on Christmas? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, let's put out a ten dollar book that's basically a previews issue. So oh, no, in- incoming. Did you we are, we did will you read not incoming? Talking about incoming. Did you read incoming? I'm not going to read incoming.
0: It is. Uh, here's a fast review for incoming. Um, it is surprisingly um, commendable about how they w- interweave all these different ongoings and give you an idea of what's going on with their books. But also, the book's not readable. Like, it's
1: a. Uh, it's. It's a good idea. Remember sure. Marvel Legacy that issue? Well, that
0: was good because it was like it dealt with like four or five characters. Yeah. This is like their whole line. Art's, a, art's pretty good. I mean, there's some good segment pages in there.
1: I will say, I'm enjoying Marvel. The, Marvel's my publisher right now. It's Marvel, then boom. Number one image was good. Um, actually, we're going to be talking about that, so, yeah. Oh, we are. Yeah. Um, but
0: before we talk about that, we're going to talk about a little book, a little something-something, little called Doomsday Clock, number 12, by Jeff Johns, Gary Frank, and Brad Anderson. Um, it's, it's finally done, guys.
1: It's been... Ten whole years.
0: Grandpa Joe had left the bed before this book started coming out. Like, damn. Before those four old people started fucking 69 every night. That's what they were doing.
1: There, there's some weird foot fetish stuff in that. Oh, whole dude. Whole thing.
0: Okay, let's. St- we're not talking about Doomsday Clock. Like, oh, we're gonna talk about the weird swinging, the, the weird, very open swinging that that Charlie Bucket's grandparents were doing.
1: And, like, his parents are just chill with it. Yo, They're just working yeah. around them fucking.
0: Mom making fucking laundry soup in the background. Charlie just working all the time while his fucking grandparents are out there just sucking each other's dusty dicks all the time.
1: But, like, this is the weird voyeurism in that movie. Oh, it's yeah, just, just
0: watching people sleep and looking at the, their toes.
1: In the middle of the room is their yeah. bed. Yeah. What the fuck?
0: Do you think they showered?
1: No. They Ooh, look
0: at, some, mm, look at, some, look at some tasty toes then. Probably soft, because they don't walk around a lot.
1: I mean, true, but also, like, wrinkly. Like, what if? Imagine, like, oh, Harry too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, why is she doing all that laundry if they can't even get out of the fucking bed? Those sheets are not, who have not been changed.
1: I don't know. Don't know. I I don't want to think about it, because, like, just imagine, like, once you lift that blanket, it's, like... Oh, All the fumes get out. Oh. It just smells like fucking it smells like BO and gum.
0: <laughs> just I like... think the term is smegma. No. <laughs> smells like ancient smegma in there. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Also, <laughs> it's like it had like two headboards. I was who what Ancient <laughs> what Smegma what... coming to the history channel. <laughs> oh boy. What the carpenter decided this double headboarded bed? You're like, what are you gonna use this for? Oh, my deadbeat grandparents. Where's the dad, first of all? he leave? Why is she stuck with this, this guy's parents, too? Pokemon rules. <laughs> the dad left? Dad left. Doesn't matter? Doesn't matter. Who's who's Mr. Mime in the situation? It's, Candyman. It's oh. fucking Candyman. <laughs> he, he he planted that golden ticket onto Charlie, so he can go out there and pipe his mom in the laundry soup room. Oh. Hey. We can make some buns rice. <laughs> Sprinkle it with cream. Uh, <laughs> Doomsday Clock, number two.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank
0: you. It's a little off the rails today because we haven't done this in a while. Yeah. It's... And I have a lot of Willy Wonka thoughts. So. It's one of my favorite movies of all time.
1: I, this, the redone version with Johnny Depp. Ugh. Johnny Depp sucks. I hate Johnny Depp.
0: (laughs) Doomsday Clock. Okay. (laughs) Doomsday Clock number 12, Jeff Johns, Gary Frank, Brad Anderson. Did they stick the landing and go? No. Whoa, really? Okay. No. Interesting.
1: Interesting. I had the same issue that I said was going to happen. Like, I think they tied it up nicely in a nice knot. Nothing happened in that last issue. It was literally Dr. Manhattan monologuing.
0: But that is something happening,
1: though. No, I wanted the fight.
0: There were, This
1: was never about a fight. This I fight. wanted the fight. You wanted to see
0: Dr. Manhattan punching Superman with his dick swinging in the wind? Yes.
1: I wanted the fight. But also, like, at the same time, like, I liked Superman here. Superman was the most Superman I've read in years.
0: Uh, if Jeff Johns wants to write comics again and he wants to take over Action Comics, I am 100% okay with
1: that. I am okay for a third Action Comics run by Jeff Johns. Yeah, me too. <laughs>
0: um... I remember when he was doing uh, Superboy Action Comics.
1: Yeah, remember with, when with, he did with, comics? Uh, Manif- <laughs> that's the real.
0: That's the real thing there. No, um. So I didn't. I never wanted a fight because this wasn't
1: really about a fight. This oh.
0: was always about ideals and and the idea of these two characters. But I feel
1: like there, like, so, there was. It was a it was a Watchmen story at DC Comics pace. Yeah, if that sure. makes sense, it's an In event the, pace, yeah. And it was just a lot for me to accept in such a short amount of time. Short amount of time? <laughs> There's nothing short a, about this book. A short amount of issues. It's 12 issues. So that's how long Watchmen was. What? Doomsday Clock didn't pick up till issue 9.
0: Okay. I, it is a slow ramp up, Doomsday Clock. And I think um, because the story doesn't really hit its like climax until this issue really
1: no, it was two issues ago.
0: Well, I feel like that everything comes to a boil on this issue. I think we got a lot of rising action, like that could almost be a climax. But I think this really shows, you know, where the DC universe has gone to. I you know everyone's against Superman, everyone's against the superheroes, everyone's uh, thinks the world's a conspiracy, and it becomes the Watchmen world. Yeah, and it's and then Doctor Manhattan slowly realizes who Superman is, and I think that that. And how that kind of permeates him and changes his mindset and causes him to change his own world was really—I don't know—poignant's poignant the word, but I thought it was really satisfying.
1: I think the thing here is like it's so Superman as a character is—I think Superman is my favorite superhero because he's, Superman, no matter where he goes, he's always he inspires. Whether
0: he has to be written correctly though,
1: true, but he inspires. A feeling. It doesn't matter yeah. if it's hope. It doesn't matter if it's jealousy. It doesn't matter if it's love or hatred. He brings something out of people, and you hope it's for the positive. Yeah, and that's what it comes with Doctor Manhattan, where you have this toxic kind of character. He's
0: not. He's like the antithesis of hope. He's the he's the antithesis of emotion. Really. It's, what did you just see on your phone? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, Rachel said something, and uh, I thought we were going to get something inappropriate, but it was something about Scientology. <laughs> You going clear on us, Matt? No, the group chats have been weirdly horny lately. <laughs> I'm never ready.
0: Uh, yeah. So, um, no. So Superman has always been about hope, uh, while Doctor Manhattan's the the opposite of not of, of emotion, really. And I think having hope prevail is such a Superman thing that needs to happen. And I'm happy that's how this book ended. Really. You know? I, again, I think a big issue is the
1: the delays. The delays and it's the fact that... Really it really hurt this book. I don't know if this was supposed to be the real ending or this is editorial-mandated ending because we get 5G now, the thing that's been rumored for so long. You
0: are always in the mindset that this was never going to be 12 issues and that there was going to be...
1: There's going to be a third issue. Or 13th, I was so convinced.
0: Yeah. Or a giant size, but this wasn't even giant size. It was
1: wasn't it? even... I feel like... And then like it's set up so there might be a sequel here. Like It's open-ended.
0: I think it's open-ended in the sense that you can write your own story and it'll never be touched again, I don't think. But, hey, <laughs> I thought Watchmen would never be touched. Yeah. And then uh, before Watchmen came out, and I thought that would be the end of it. So uh, somebody's going to scratch that itch again. But, you know, I, I actually I like the ending, too, with Clark. I thought that was good. Um, I do feel like the art at some points looked a little rushed.
1: I feel like even if it does, Gary Frank is so good. Oh, it doesn't even matter. I agree.
0: Matter. I agree. Gary Frank is one of the best. Yeah. But I think, especially some of the group shots, it just looked a little muddy. Yeah. Like the inks were a little too. Yo, my guy,
1: on. my guy, ooh, I, I knew it was a Gary Frank book because there's just a superhero with massive boobs at one point. Like, it, <laughs> there's no <laughs> reason it, for it. Was it Giganta? No, it was I just mean, a regular those, size those character. Would be massive. That's true. Yeah. Uh, is that a thing he does? Yeah. Remember, um... Remember this is how comics used to be. Remember when his Action Comics run where Cat Grant comes back and she's got a huge boob job and she keeps bringing it up? Wait, what? You don't remember that? No, I never read his
0: Action Comics run. Oh. I've never
1: read... Uh, wait, I'm trying to see which one it is.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, wait, I see it. I see the boob it. job? I think so. Um So this book also brings back the... Uh, Justice Society of America and League of, uh, why am I forgetting? <laughs> Le- Le- Legion, of, Legion superheroes. of superheroes. I was gonna say League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and Legion of Superheroes. Um, even though they've been back already for the past couple months, <laughs> again, uh, gotta love editorial problems.
1: I have to say, I love the fact that DC. It's such like a tight-knit continuity, even if none of it makes sense.
0: Do you like the the showing of the con- continuity in the future and the references of what stuff that's going to
1: happen? Uh, no, because... Uh, <laughs> now Jeff, you're going to stick to it in your head? Jeff Johns is going not going to be writing it, so it's going to bother me. And we're going to get Benis writing it. It's never going to have a good conclusion. Did
0: you like the uh, alluded-to Marvel crossover? You don't remember that? No. So So Dr. Manhattan's talking about all the different... Universe and how Superman's integral to every uh, iteration of DC Comics and he's the focal point and that's you know after crisis after crisis after crisis it's always about Superman uh, but it mentions 5G which is uh, the first confirmation in print that we have that this 5G event or uh, publishing uh, agenda is coming new agenda <laughs> that's why everyone's agenda. talking about it um, they also mention uh, the one time Superman fought Thor and a green guy that was more powerful than Superman in the future, in, like, the year 2035 uh, or something. I didn't catch it. And wait till Disney buys them. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... I don't know, I thought that was I, that was good. I think it's... I think, really, that instead of being a Watchmen story, this is a Superman story. And what he means to DC Comics. And,
1: and what he means... I, I, I want to read this whole thing in... Tra- oh, I we, agree, yeah. Let's do a short box when it comes out one collected thing.
0: Sure, I would want to get someone on the show who hasn't read any of it, though, so that, that, that might be a little... Let's long, get... Kevin. Guy does, he's illiterate. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's why he's always buying art. He just can only see things. Uh, let's talk about Thor number one by Donnie Cates, Nick Klein, and Matt Wilson.
1: Uh, Wow. Uh, oh, this okay. Is, this might be the best first issue of a non limited series of an ongoing Marvel book that I have read in 10 years.
0: Even more than like Venom.
1: Yes, because I liked Venom, but I never expected Venom to last long. This is a Thor run, and Thor runs go on for decades.
0: So, oh, uh, I mean, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I mean, so this is uh, Donny Cates taking over on the Thor book uh, with a new number one after Jason Aaron's seven, eight-year run. Yes. um, Which is probably, I think to say, one of the best and most consistent comic book runs of all time.
1: Uh, Yeah, but what a flop of an ending.
0: Uh, I disagree. King Thor is really fucking good.
1: King Thor, uh, War of the Realms should have ended. Um, I agree. No,
0: I don't. I don't. King Thor is the right ending for it.
1: I, I found War of the Realms in uh the comic book shop's clearance bin the other day. Oh boy! And I was like, oh boy! It, I guess no one liked it. Wait, the hardcover? No, it, was, it came it only came out in softcover. They didn't even That's dignify the, what's it with hardcover. Really? Cover.
0: Uh, shit, that sucks. Uh, art's really good too. Um, no, so, uh, Donny Cates taking over for Jason Aaron and the first thing that jumps out to me is wait, the, wait,
1: and Nick Klein on art.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned Nick Klein and, uh, Matt Wilson on this, uh, which is funny, Matt Wilson is the kind of, uh, piece that's bridging these, uh, two runs because yeah. Wilson colored daughterman stuff. Um, but, uh, first thing that jumps out to me, they brought back the old, uh, Straczynski logo. So since the era logo, I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Thor's one of those characters, I think, like dare, like Daredevil, where, like, people do their best shit on Thor.
1: Well, there's a bunch of Marvel characters like that. It's Daredevil, Thor, Moon Knight. Never Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, never Spider-Man.
0: Everyone thinks they can ride Spider-Man, but uh, it's it's tricky. Uh, but, yeah, I agree. I agree. Moon Knight's one of them. Uh, it's probably Colin Bunn's best shit that he's done. Um, it might be one of my favorite Warren Ellis runs.
1: Uh, that Jeff Lemire run. Oh, yeah, that shit's good.
0: Um yeah, so uh Thor, uh this is uh, interesting. So this I, I, I appreciate that this continues the status quo of what happens at the end of War of the Realms and what Jason Aaron kind of seeded, Um, which seems to be uh Donny Gates' MO, just picking up Jason Aaron's seeds and running with them.
1: Doctor Strange. Uh
0: and also the Necrosword with Null. Uh, oh, which Jesus was Christ. a Jason Aaron invention for uh, this uh, God Bomb arc of Thor. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's kind of a bummer. I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, man, like, don't you wish Donny Cage wasn't so good? So like he could just <laughs> he so he could stay on books. Like, remember how good his Doctor Strange his Doctor one was? Doctor
0: Strange one was really good.
1: It was good for an arc, and then it went to an event, and then he left. That
0: first arc, it though, went with a whimper. That first arc with the uh, the dog and Loki and shit. That's good shit.
1: He, he, Donny Cates is. They're he, they're, they're put.
0: Uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh, what's a wrestling uh analogy we can give? He's getting pushed too fast, too hard. Roman yeah. Reigns, you think is he's like the Roman Reigns right now? I where, agree. Like people are gonna be annoyed by him eventually.
1: Well, I feel like that now because he kind of reminds me a lot of Sean Gordon Murphy. Well,
0: mm, uh, in what sense, personality or? <laughs> he,
1: I feel like he's the Marvel version of Sean Gordon Murphy, where the man's got so much clout he could do whatever he wants.
0: Fair, fair. I um, mean, this guy fucking sells books. He sells variants. He sells con tickets. Well, like,
1: he's got Rob Liefeld promoting every issue he puts out. Which, Rob Liefeld's a the curmudgeon. The, true.
0: Yeah. Uh, this guy's, uh, and he and he's smartly um, made himself a personality, too. Like, I can't think of anyone who's marketed themselves as a person this well since Chip.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Um even though it may be a little egocentric in some ways, but um, the guy knows what he's fucking doing, and this book's good. It's almost too good where, like, I'm like, nah, it was, it was
1: Like, <laughs> I, I was waiting for it to flop.
0: Me too. I didn't want to like this in some way. I was like, hey, I want to see him get his... Like, he's a, he's a good guy. I don't know why. I just...
1: <laughs> I didn't feel that way. I was like, hey, it can't be this good. It can't be <laughs> this good. Like, there was so much happening. Like... And it, it touches everything he's done. Yeah, I know, yeah. Where I was like, he can't, like, how, how is it this good?
0: <laughs> it's, so he's strangely touching a lot of the stuff that he brought up in, and I think there's some Doctor Strange stuff that gets brought up here. Um, the...
1: Silver Surfer Black. Have you read that? Uh, no, but it's in stores now. It, I don't like the Treasury Edition.
0: It's a Treasury? Ed- oh, it's like the hardcover? It's sort not of
1: hardcover. It's a soft cover.
0: Mm, weird. Um... It's um not really uh I'd say it's it's better to read as a um Travis um what's it Travis Travis
1: Moore no, no Tradmore Tradmore I also heard it's better to read digitally because it doesn't do the spread of the you get to mm. see the double sprayed spreads without the crease that's
0: true I didn't think about that yeah, yeah. um there's a lot of them that's why yeah. yeah um that's a good book very very pretty book but yeah he touches on that and he touches on the the uh a bit of the stuff that was mentioned in, uh, I think Venom, I think this, with all the space shit that's coming on, cause this guy's really kind of getting a cor- like a market on the cosmic side of the MCU. I mean, he just finished his guardians of the galaxy run, um, which, uh,
1: I really like so far. Yeah. I
0: mean, <laughs> guide writes good shit, but it's, it's all touching this corner of space that he's kind of taken for himself. Like null is out there in space and Venom, like Venom is somewhat of a space book still. Um,
1: I love that every single one of his main characters are a uh, sad, lonely white guy.
0: Like, even Thanos <laughs> was that. I mean, that's true. Yeah, he fucking did Thanos, too.
1: Shit. Yeah, like, he's done so much in so little time, and, like, nothing's last long.
0: Imagine, I was going to say, imagine your career launching off of a Thanos book, but it did, it did, it did. Yeah. No, uh, it's, I think if we, we can't not talk about Nick Klein in this either, though. Like as oh, much as I man. did, I did not care for Scotty Young, uh, Scotty Young's Deadpool run, uh, but Nick Klein art was fantastic.
1: Why on that was book. he on Deadpool though? It didn't make sense editorially. When Nick Klein or Scotty Young? Nick Klein. Mm, uh, like yeah. it was like, wow, what the fuck
0: is your editor thinking? I think uh, Scotty Young would have been better off with somewhere, someone along his kind of cartoony style or something like the stuff on Middle West.
1: I think I wish they table Deadpool for a bit.
0: Uh, too bad. There's I, a book currently. I know in. they
1: never will, but like it's like the Harley thing. Like, give it a break. Let it breathe. Come nope. back with more content. Nope. That's
0: the stuff that ca- like the the people that catches people's eyes on the shelves. Sorry, um, but Nick Nickline is really good. Yeah. Uh, it's it's got a, a bit of a feel of um, uh, what's his face that was on Thanos. Uh,
1: it, Jeff Dara? No, Jeff Shaw. Jeff, Jeff Shaw. Shaw. Yeah. It's like Jeff Shaw meets Olivier Coipel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a great. Fit for Thor, and, and the the costume design for King Thor is great. It, it almost has like a Skyrim fuster like a, a dragonborn
1: yeah. kind of
0: helmet on. Thor's got horns. Uh, he's got the eye patch. He's got the metal arm. Like he's slowly morphing into Jason Aaron's King Thor, and I like that progression throughout the years. Um, but then he becomes a fucking herald of Galactus in this.
1: And you know what I love about the writing that, and I noticed it first in his letter with Silver Turbo Black. He's been trying to like write more like Stanley.
0: It is very. I can see that. Yeah.
1: And I, I was just listening to the Stegman and His Amazing Friends podcast. Funny podcast. Um, and he just said that the next project they're working on, he's just giving a sentence. Oh, interesting. And with Stegman, Stegman's just writing, doing the art from a sentence. Hmm. Is like, that writing <laughs> at Yeah. Like it. it
0: He's doing the Stanley style. They, 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 you give Stegman top billing on that book then? Yeah. Um, no, so I I, I enjoy it. It's is good.
1: He earned his stripes. The guy's real good. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I also like how this also, you know, Jason Aaron not being on this book frees him up for his Avengers run, run, which feels like it's going to be as long as
1: the Thor run. I, I don't know. I feel like we have to talk about that book at another point because it's, I feel like, all over the place. Oh, I really like that book. So yeah,
0: Um, let's talk about Batman number eighty-five. So we uh, by Tom King, Michael Janin, uh, three pages by Hugo Petrus, and colors by Jordy Blair. Um, So whereas Thor was the beginning of a new run, this is the end of a huge ass run. Fucking eighty-five issues.
1: Eighty-five issues. I would say the most iconic and interesting run of Batman in my lifetime as a reader.
0: You would say over Grant Morrison.
1: Yeah I, I don't like the Morrison run. But, I but like in terms Batman of, and Robin. Uh I fair, think Batman fair. RIP yeah, I fair. think Morrison introduced a lot of stuff that is still used today, but I also think like it, it's not interesting in comparison. Like I wouldn't go back and reread it as much as I do this. I
0: think Morrison reinvented a lot of Batman and introduced a lot of different elements that people still use today like you said. Um, whereas Tom King's run has been a real uh, dissection of the character. Yeah, it's not really about introducing new characters. It's about focusing on really two char- uh three characters. It's this whole run has really been about Bane, Batman, and Catwoman. Really, those are the be like the main three focal points. I would maybe say Alfred and then uh, Thomas Wayne probably be the side characters there. Um, but this is the this is the end of it. Yeah, and it ends with a. Uh, Michael and it's it's say what I know a lot of people haven't liked his run, and I I do think the nightmare arc really ruined a lot of things. But the guy writes really heady and like emotional shit for for a Batman book. It's not what you expect a Batman book to ever be.
1: No, and I think that's why it works. So yeah, well. I agree. That's I, why I like it. Double Date is one of the most amazing comic books art. Arcs I've ever read it's in my there, life. That's a
0: good. That's a good one. Like
1: yeah. it, he makes you not. He makes you care about this character's world, and he doesn't need to be fighting all the time. He can take a breath, and like, I think that's what it is, and that's why I don't. I don't really like the the Morrison stuff as well, because like when more remember Morrison's two issue arcs on Incorporated. Yeah. Where yeah. it's just like oh, kind of like a Batman sixty six vibe to it. That's probably why I liked it. Yeah. I, I don't like that. Yeah,
0: it's it's a flavor. It's a flavor. But I think Tom King is in a way, too. And I think with this issue, he really kind of solidifies the story he wanted to tell in this. And that's, can Batman continue being Batman and being happy? That's the story that this whole book is about. And, and you know, his happiness is, is really portrayed through uh, his love and his relationship with, uh, with Selina and with, with Catwoman.
1: But I'd also say his, uh, especially looking at Batman '84 as well. Yeah. His relationship with Alfred. Yeah. His like, it's his, his father. Family.
0: Yeah. It's his, it's his family essentially. Yeah. What he has left, and um, it we we get him fighting with this alternate universe version of his his father, and it's his father wants the same thing. He wants Batman to be happy too, him because of that, Batman has to end. And Bruce chooses Batman. He decides he's like, I'm gonna be Batman and be happy. I can do that. And he, and he locks up his father, which is, it's, I really liked this story. It did feel like it was a little bit of a race to the finish towards the end, but we know why.
1: I was holding, like, a, I'd read it every two months, so I'd have four, I'd read four issues at a time.
0: <laughs> every two months you get four issues. Jesus. Yeah, like,
1: I don't know, like, some of his arcs are very long, like, the City of Bane went on far too long. Uh, maybe an issue Especially too long, Especially right yeah. after Nightmares, like...
0: Yeah, pacing was a little off. I Can think. Can you terms believe
1: of we went from like the wedding last summer? <laughs> the wedding was last summer. Like you know how this summer just—it was 2018.
0: The wedding feels like it was like three years ago, dude. Yeah,
1: like there's so much. Yeah, it, it, I just bought the deluxe deluxe edition four. Like I've just been collecting this and trade, and I reread them as I get them. Yeah, I will reread this book forever.
0: It's it's it's. I feel like it's gonna be one of those timeless Batman stories. Because I think he understands just Bruce very well.
1: I'm ready for the Bat and the Cat.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what he's doing with the Phantasm, which you haven't seen.
1: No. That'd be a good. Movie you you could have picked look. Phantasm.
0: I, I could have, but that's a good movie, and I want to do a shitty one. Yeah. We'll do Phantasm eventually. Um. But yeah, no. I, I th- I'm curious to see how Batman Catwoman. Uh, fits into this because I feel like the story's been told at least Bruce's story's been told maybe that he does still have some more story with their relationship and how that works out but
1: I just feel like this ended and I was okay with it
0: yeah same it almost feels like if he did did Mr. Miracle too.
1: you know what's weird there are some plot points here that I just wish like we would have gotten like the 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 Duke Gotham girl
0: yeah the Duke got ditched pretty quickly yeah
1: and then uh, uh, Saturn girl was she in this? Yeah, she was locked up in Arkham. Remember? Oh yeah. I uh, yeah. I, we never got the end of that one. We never got Finch back. I would have loved to see Finch at the end of this. That's true. Uh, yeah. I wish book...
0: we would have had like a bit of a jam piece at the end there. You know, like Aaron's uh, King Thor did that at the end.
1: Like, but think of this. Like this, this whole run made us fall in love with David Finch
0: again. I mean it's true but it also like made me realize like, like how good Michael Shannon is yeah um, like Fournias towards the end there fantastic who's on Daredevil really fucking good
1: I can't wait to catch up I'm picking up the trades sometime. there's a lot of Electra in it that's why I'm picking it up
0: big hair Electra that's what I like <laughs> um no, yeah so so Batman 85 uh, let's talk about Hawkeye Freefall number one by Matthew Rosenberg and uh famous uh archer artist Otto Schmidt uh so you and I both really liked Rosenberg's...
1: Uh, Tales of Suspense.
0: Yes, which was a Hawkeye Winter Soldier story. Um, I thought he really had a good knack for both characters' voices. And I think it was probably one of my favorite things he's written for Marvel. I think it might be my favorite thing he's written for Marvel.
1: It's the only thing that really works. Uh,
0: fair, but I think it was fun. And I think that's yeah. what a lot of his work has had been missing after that. Uh, actually, no, his, uh, his, the more recent space thing he did. Annihilation, Annihilation Conquest. That was pretty fun. Um, I refuse to read it. It's yeah, it's a little weird the way it's set up, but yeah. Uh but the Hawkeye book, I, I actually really enjoyed this. I thought Hawkeye has a kind of fun he's got a fun voice for Hawkeye here. A little too
1: abrasive at some points. Oh, I did not like it one bit.
0: Um oh really?
1: Yeah, I it was street Tony Stark. Hmm. I was not about it. It felt exactly like Bendis' Iron Man. Really? I didn't get yeah, that. At I all. got that completely. No. I was now I was like, th- I got it. I was so thrown out from it. I was like, a, I couldn't get back in the story.
0: I think there, there's one thing about Clint that needs to be present. There, there's a, there's a, a, keystone to his personality that shmarmy. needs to be present. No, no, I don't think he needs to be shmarmy. I mean, I think he was a little too shmarmy in this, yeah. um, but he needs to be stubborn. Yeah, I think stubborn, and then always wanting to uh, uh, show his worth to people is a big thing of it too. And I think he gets that really well because Clint's a, he's a shit Like, I mean that in the most, the best way possible, but also the most negative way possible. Yeah. And Like that's his, his, his personality is both his, uh, his boon and his curse at the same time. Um, I think he understood that pretty well here. Um, here, here's the thing I'm a sucker format. Night nurse. Uh, no, I thought that was Kate first of all. And I got pissed off for a second. I was like, no, don't you dare... Oh, okay,
1: it's just Night Nurse.
0: Fine. Actually, I'm cool with Night Nurse. She's a pretty cool character, I guess. Um, But I'm a sucker for... Titties. I mean, yes. I mean, I almost said quite literally. Um, No. The Hood.
1: Oh, I should have known.
0: I'm a sucker for that Hood.
1: Big (laughs) Parker... Big Parker Robbins guy. I...
0: The the Brian K. Vaughn Hood Maxi Series is one of my favorite books of all time. Um it it introduced a new character to the Marvel Universe that that's actually stuck. Uh, I mean, the Hood wielded the Infinity Gauntlet at one point. It's, it's
1: fucking nuts. Yeah, he's he's such a cool character. He is. Because he's so human, but he's so ridiculous in the fact that he's so magic-y.
0: I think one of the problems, though, that, that uh, so the Hood's the, that pretty much the main antagonist here.
1: Um, it,
0: Hawkeye is trying to stop whatever operation he has going on, but the Hood's kind of in the pocket of the Mayor and the Kingpin because they're, they're buddies there. Um, but I, I think the problem with it is that I know who the hood is because of the backstory I have on him. And I think, I think the introduction here is they just throw the backstory at you like, Oh, he was a small town guy. They got a demon cloak and now he thinks it's hot shit. Um, which really is kind of the, the real meat to the character. Um, but maybe I just want a little more. I think he's a little too talkative. The no problem way.
1: with the hood is that the hood was popular. The last time he was popular, popular, and a major force was. When was Secret Invasion?
0: No, no, you're you're wrong. Defenders. Bendis' Defenders, he was the main villain of that.
1: He was the main villain of that, but.
0: And then he, he pretty much decides that he's going to have a criminal empire, and then nothing happens because the book just ended.
1: Yeah, like, but the um, last so time I, he was I, a force was Secret Invasion. In uh... Bendis' Avengers run.
0: That was post Secret Invasion. That was Age of Heroes.
1: Oh yeah, because uh, that was when he was trying. That was to be that was after Dark Reign. The Sorcerer Supreme.
0: Uh no, I think that is after Age of Heroes. Jeez. The Hood has been a, he's been on a lot. He's been around for a while. I feel like somebody's always touching the. Hood. <laughs> Whoa. Uh uh, well, usually can't find the Hood, but um. Oh. <laughs> so I. I enjoyed this book. I think Otto Schmidt is a great choice. Is he the first artist to draw both Green Arrow and Hawkeye in in solo series? The... I'm asking, I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. Oh yeah, his
1: Green Arrow is the best. Has
0: has he A-ha, Aha! A-ha! has he uh, drawn Green Arrow
1: at yeah, all? Has he done DC work?
0: Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Do you think I fucking research this shit? <laughs>
1: Uh, no. Obviously not. Uh,
0: no, I really enjoy Otto Schmidt. There, there's a of to his art that I don't think we see a lot in stuff, especially in the big two. It, I feel like stuff's kind of moving towards a house style lately. Um,
1: the last thing he did at DC, I think, was that Harley Quinn thing that we were reading.
0: Oh, the D and D story. Yeah, yeah, which I thought was really good looking. Um yeah. But the story, I didn't care much for. But yeah, I mean, Otto, Schmidt, I, it, I like Otto Schmidt a lot. Yeah. Um, and it's cool to see him at Marvel. Uh, especially with the Hawkeye book who I enjoy
1: I don't I don't know Matt Rosenberg just doesn't work for me I uh he's just uh
0: eh. yeah, yeah. some people just don't hit for you yeah. what did you think about uh, Suicide Squad number one by Tom Taylor Bruno Redondo oh. and Adriana Lucas it was okay really
1: you overhyped this I really enjoyed this you book you overhyped this for me so I was excited I was ready, for, eh, maybe I'd I was bit, ready Yeah, maybe I overblown I was ready for this to like blow my face off and it, it I mean <laughs> that does happen yeah <laughs>
0: Uh no so I really like this book for a couple reasons okay. um I don't know who Bruno Redondo is
1: he was doing injustice oh really yeah so it's not a... the
0: first volume with the shitty Batman and Joker art right
1: uh, no you don't know who that is right no that's Mike S. Miller.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh is he done was he tracing over a dead dude stuff again
1: what he was hmm. tracing over corpses no <laughs> <laughs> he's a CG guy right. Yeah.
0: I think he did um who was that really uh famous? He did like Spider Man but he he died, uh
1: Oh, oh sh- Mike Waringo.
0: Yeah, yeah. He traced over Waringo art.
1: Oh yeah, I remember <laughs> that. What a dick. Yeah, okay. That dude's art sucks. Uh
0: so but Bruno Redondo uh <laughs> this guy's good. It's this, this is really good. This is some clean shit. Yeah. Um so yeah, I really enjoyed Redondo's art. I think the the character designs for these new characters, which there's a lot of them, and not even new like new to the book, like new to the DC universe, like brand new characters. Um, they have super modern designs to them, kind of like there's a lot of utility in the designs. They're essentially realistic, which I think works for a Suicide Squad book, yeah. even though you have a guy named King Shark and he has Zebra Man in it. Um,
1: I didn't like that they didn't call him King Shark. They just called him the Shark. Uh,
0: maybe he lost his his title. I
1: don't like it. He's like, the, like
0: it. he's like that pope that just quit. <laughs> this will blow some mind that it happened.
1: Um, you can't just quit being a pope. I think he got he quit because they're gonna out him as a diddler.
0: What is this? Our old high school? <laughs> <laughs>
1: have you have you realized that uh, three people who worked at our high school in the time we were there got out as diddlers? Hey, hella diddlers! All taught religion.
0: <laughs> That's totally true. Yeah. Uh, don't send your kids to Catholic school. Um, it's too expensive and they'll they'll get diddled you're you're paying for them to get diddled that is
1: you're gonna pay for therapy you're gonna pay for diddling you're not gonna pay for therapy
0: because they're Catholic fuck (laughs) Um, no so uh, speaking of the new characters in Suicide Squad I really commend Tom Taylor for making this many new characters I think because the problem with Suicide Squad lately especially since the movies come out is that the characters in the book are so high profile that there are no stakes.
1: No one ever dies. No one ever dies. Yeah. And
0: if there is someone who's going to die, you know who it's going
1: to be, because it's the one no one cares about. And it's always, you always want it to be El Diablo, and it's never <laughs> El Diablo. Why is it never El Diablo? Yeah, I hate him. He <laughs> sucks.
0: Um, but with this one, uh, we get the DC Universe characters, and two of them get killed off pretty quickly, um, which I both saw coming and didn't see coming. Uh, but he introduces the whole this whole new team of characters where nobody's safe. No. At all. And the dynamic is that these characters have been pretty much captured by this government and this new Amanda Waller replacement, which I'm, I'm kind of happy to see Amanda Waller out of the book. Um, yeah. She's a little ever omnipresent too much in the DC Universe. I'd
1: love to see her in something else. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah.
0: Um, but this new guy. And then King Shark even kills one of their team members, and now they're forced to be on a team together. So there's this weird dynamic going on now.
1: But I also like it. Like, you have... Deadshot, King Shark, and Harley Quinn—those are the three safe ones. The only yeah. safe ones. Actually,
0: I don't think I don't think Deadshot is safe anymore.
1: I disagree. You can't kill off Deadshot.
0: He's not gonna be in Suicide Squad the second movie. He's not safe anymore.
1: But he's still Deadshot.
0: I know he's Deadshot, and I know Michael Fife would uh, flip a shit if.
1: I uh, will say, <laughs> I don't
0: think he's. I think the only person safe in this is Harley Quinn.
1: I love Magpie. I'm very upset to see Magpie die. I think, Whoops. yeah. Like, weird thing to say on a Magpie. I like that she's a weird character. Uh, not anymore. Uh, and then, uh, what is it? Uh Batroc the leader died. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was the Conquistador. <laughs>
0: uh, no, so Zebra Man, who is a very strange character, and I think he's gonna be an interesting one in this. No, uh, no, I'm really excited for this. I think I think Tom Taylor has nailed the first issue pace. Like, the guy's just good, and I'm I'm happy to see him on a somewhat high-profile book because this guy, like, deserves to have one of the top spots of DC,
1: I feel. It's very strange because all of his Marvel books, I don't like them. They don't work for me at all. Uh, friendly Neighborhood's are good. I didn't like Friendly Neighborhood. Really? I didn't like X-Men Red. Really liked disease. Well, you're saying really did like... I keep
0: hitting... I keep hearing Diddler. Diddler, Diddler, I, Diddler. Diddler liked
1: this. I Diddler Like that. Uh, yeah, I like his DC stuff a lot. So, like, I, I'm going to keep reading it. I might add this to my pull list, like my physical pull list, because I do love Suicide Squad. I don't know what those are anymore. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, I, I, this is, uh, I'm excited for this. X-Men number four by Jonathan Hickman. Uh, Lenil Francis Yu. Uh... The Unfortunate Passing of Jerry Allen Guion. Uh, I think this is his last issue. Uh, yes. Inking uh, use art. And Sonny Go in colors. Um, I really enjoy this issue, even though it's all just talking cats. Can we just say, this Mostly. is a-
1: another case of Tyler texting me and being like, <laughs> Matt, you have to read this issue. It's amazing. I need to learn that my taste is not yours. So Tyler was like... He sent me that text at 1:30 in the morning. Yeah. So I'm like, "Oh shit, like I have to read this." And then he texts me in the middle of the day being like, "Oh shit, I realize it's too late." And I was like, "No, I'll get to."
0: No, it. I realize I texted you oh. way too late at night. <laughs> That's what I was apologizing for.
1: Um so I read it. Nothing happens.
0: Dude, it doesn't need nothing needs to happen. You don't need to see nothing, Dr. Manhattan's dick flying in the wind. Nothing happens. What happens is that this is like the the politics issue of X <laughs> and I know, I guess this is where our, 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 our opinions may vary between us, but this really is just uh Magneto professor X and apocalypse having a tense political discussion with other world leaders and with, while Cyclops and Gorgon uh, main people in the background.
1: I think this is uh, this whole X-Men run is weird. And I think that's the reason why I I'm not enjoying it as much. Cause I, I liked Magneto. Oh, it's great, Magneto! I'm great, in this. Magneto! I love the Apocalypse because Apocalypse doesn't need to say anything. Yep. And but when every word he speaks has power to it. Yeah. Which is and I don't really care for the Professor X stuff mostly because I'm not reading X Force and I don't this, know how he came back.
0: They just brought back. They have a backup of him. Oh, so it, it it's was nothing. never
1: explained. No, it is
0: explained. They explain it in the H- House of X. He explains how he would come back. They have a backup professor X somewhere, but it's, like, heavily secured and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's nothing fancy about it. But I think it's the first time he's ever taken off his helmet. Really? Uh, at least in the main books, yeah.
1: But My favorite part of this issue was Gorgon.
0: I knew you'd like the Gorgon stuff, at least.
1: <laughs> because he doesn't kill anyone. He just chops off their arms. I know.
0: I was like... I, was like, I saw the, the maiming. I'm like, I thought he doesn't kill anyone. And I was like, oh, he didn't. He just... Delim them <laughs> I love that oh I will say good you good you and I think it's used effectively too yeah um you I think struggles when there are huge crowds and big group shots um but you excels when it's close up faces and like close up shots no backgrounds no backgrounds I mean it's a it's a uh some weird futuristic facility with metal everywhere it works for you um so it plays to you strength
1: no yeah. um and it's gonna be upsetting to see uh, his work from now on without Jerry's inks. Because I, I will say Jerry was his best anchor. Agreed, all of yeah. his best work was with yeah. Jerry.
0: No, I agree. I think he worked on Star
1: Wars with him as yes. well. Yes, that's good. You, it's real good. That prison arc. It's he did Superior Super Crooks with him. Uh, like yeah. All of yous best work.
0: Yeah, that is uh that is sad to see. But um, yeah, um, I enjoyed this this I, issue.
1: I I just don't like this run. It's, I, uh, it's
0: Apocalypse with a suit. Instantly five stars.
1: I just... It doesn't work for me because it's boring.
0: All right, let's talk about uh, Wonder Woman Dead Earth number 1 by Daniel Warren Johnson, with colors by Mike Spicer. Um, Daniel Warren Johnson, confirmed nicest guy in the world. We won't explain why, but... uh,
1: I, Wow, what a nice guy. What, uh, too nice. What are you hiding?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <I>, uh, <laughs> it's like when Donny Gates is too good at writing. I'm like, what are you hiding?
1: <laughs> I... This book uh was one of the last books I read last night.
0: This is the most recent book that I read. Yeah. And
1: I literally like I felt so giddy after reading it. I
0: huh. How do I describe how I feel about this book? Uh, first of all, uh apparently DC Black Label is just either Joker Harley stories or uh post-apocalyptic DC Universe stories.
1: I like both. I'm okay I with it. Like I'm both. Okay with it. Yeah.
0: Um but I have never seen someone understand and gets the core of who wonder woman is as a character so naturally and succinctly than what daniel warren johnson did in this book
1: it's weird that we're getting the dark knight returns of wonder woman oh shit that's totally what this is in a book that is not being promoted at all (laughs) there wonder woman is one of
0: the hardest characters for people to write for some reason like like the people always try to reinvent wonder woman and it doesn't work out It's the
1: same issue they have with superman because so many people get hung up on the fact that superman is a god in their eyes and that's the same issue with wonder woman they're like oh she's a god she's an all-loving god that's not who wonder woman is but
0: there's the word there because wonder woman is love yeah essentially and i think that's what he really fucking understands in this Her, her thing is that she loves Humanity in everyone, and she will fight for it, yeah, no matter what. And it's so simple.
1: Yeah, and it's it's so simple, and it's so um, connected to his previous works. Yeah, yeah. Like you look, this is such an answer to extremity. Oh, it, you didn't? Uh, did you read *Murder, Murder I haven't yet? gotten to it yet.
0: It even works with that because there, there's, there's a. I feel like there's a constant theme throughout uh, Dana Warren Johnson's work, at least this solo, I guess, his trilogy now, yeah. of the main three books. Um, of just loving people.
1: Does yeah. that make sense? It's, Being kind.
0: Yeah, kindness is is a prevalent theme throughout everything, and your how your kindness um affects your relationships with other people, and it helps you get like band together and fight
1: off evil. Essentially. And even forgiveness, like with the yeah. cheetah stuff. I, I like literally like. I was like, I felt like so good after reading this, and like, Me too. There's like it's a, an apocalyptic book. It's real fucked up. There are terrible people, but Diana just makes you feel better. And yeah. like, I think that's what you want from a Wonder Woman book. We have never gotten that before. Not in my time no. as a reader.
0: I I agree. I mean, the last Wonder Woman st- like book that I liked was, I would say, I mean, I did like the beginning of um uh, the most recent run by uh, G Willow Wilson, um, but I think she built off of the themes that I liked in Azarello's run which was really just really played to the ancient Greek kind of mythology of it, and I think that's that's playing towards the idea of Wonder Woman and the the mythos behind the character but it's not playing to the the core of the character which and I think this is really doing
1: I like the Morrison Earth 1 stuff but that's a- <laughs> I know why you like that <laughs> yeah like it's kind of like goofy and fetishy like that is you in a nutshell <laughs> yeah I don't, like, I I don't even want to spoil anything from this book. Like, this is something, like, if...
0: It's it's funny, though, how we're talking about the writing of this book. Because Dan Warren Johnson is probably one of my favorite artists in comics currently. Yeah. Not because he just draws wrestlers really well. He fucking does. But he does not skimp out on anything. This guy just goes fucking 100% on everything he does.
1: Can I do one spoiler? It's, we already did this. We do spoilers for everything here. Batman's killed off the first issue—he's not even killed off. He just doesn't He's exist. Dead. Yeah. Like and like that's such a move because like we'd never see that.
0: The pacing of the reveal of the Batcave is really well done. Uh, that really just—he he builds this world in one page. There, it's like oh, the Batcave is uh, an ancient relic. It felt like uh, here's another another Skyrim reference, but like it felt like going into the underground of Skyrim and stuff.
1: I, what's, I was thinking, speaking of. Um bethesda and immediately was like it's dc fallout
0: in a way i've never played fallout so you've never played fallout yeah what the fuck i know i'm sorry i never played it uh, no fallout. i really like this is this is three books i
1: think it's seven whoa really i think he did an interview with jim lee where he's like i just put in my script for issue seven whoa um and jim lee jim Lee. i think he did an interview with jim lee one of the quotes is jim lee's like when are you coming back? When you, what you, <laughs> what's the plan next? Because I need more. And he was like, nah, like, I don't know what I'm doing next. Don't worry. Don't That's me. like, he's just chill, too. He's like, I'll just do it when I find something that I want to do. Did you know, us? Uh, Spine- I hope he does.
0: I think he pitched to us, though.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> but um, the Black Label book. So you know how I was, we were under the pressure there just three issue things? Joker, Harley, Criminal, Insanity, nine-issue book. Uh, I'm not interested. But I'm okay, because I like that one. Oh, really? Okay.
0: Yeah. I read, I finished Harley, which uh, six landing.
1: Yeah, and wait, I can't wait for Poison Ivy.
0: If that's if that's gonna be a thing, but I think he, he teases it a bit in in Harleen. But um, he
1: also teased the the Harley Quinn stuff on Twitter, and that's how he got the game. Uh,
0: okay, yeah, there we go. Uh, let's talk about a book you liked a lot. Uh, Star Wars Number One by Charles Soule, Jesús Sáez, and Arif Prianto.
1: Um, I apologize. Listen, oh boy, okay. I, I, I didn't mean to start 2020 so negatively. I haven't liked a few of these books, but most of them I read in 2019. You only didn't like one of them. I guess. Yeah. Um, but, um. so, I just read uh, an absolutely god-awful book, <laughs> and uh, it's called Star Wars Number 1. How do I start this? Um. How do I take Daniel Warren Johnson and Diana's lead and talk about this in a kind, loving manner.
0: <laughs> um, so, hmm, first of all, give Daniel Daniel Warren Johnson a Star Wars book. That no, guy, I don't
1: want that. I I don't want Star Wars anything. Anymore.
0: No, just give him like a mini series, no dialogue. Oh yeah. His uh, his old man Luke, stuff. Oh, that's good shit. Um, but uh, Star Wars number one by tra- <laughs> by Charles Soule. Um, I'm reading Undiscovered Country right now.
1: I'm I re- not. I, I don't really, like it. I really like it. Um, it's three issues in now right It get better uh, it does
0: yeah I think oh. it does it, it, it builds a weird world that I enjoy um, and the characters are kind of coming into themselves which I enjoy too um, which shows that Charles Soule can write I've liked Charles Soule stuff he needs to get out of the Star Wars world he's been writing Star Wars for way too long he's yeah, too comfortable he's been, here
1: he's been writing Star Wars for so long and uh, it, it's like a Mark Waid Marvel world now where it's like
0: it's funny you say that because Mark Waid probably wrote one of his best things ever uh, recently and. History of the Marvel Universe. Well, yeah, uh-huh. but
1: like all of his other individual characters, yeah, they don't have, they don't have a voice anymore. It, fe- it feels like someone's just telling me something. Like Lando speaks, and it's so weird to read this version of Lando in comparison to his Lando miniseries from a few years ago, which was like amazing. Well oh, that's because that's when he started with Star Wars. Like he feel it feels so lazy, s- and <laughs> and like I don't even mean to be disrespectful like it, it it feels so so much like a freelance job that it like a
0: paycheck like a paycheck yeah. uh, i think well i mean as much as i don't care much for the actual story going on it he even first of all i think the the gap between empire strikes back and return of the jedi which is why this is the star wars is being relaunched it's not it's no longer between a new hope and empire strikes back they're jumping towards what happens after Empire Strikes Back, which, honestly, outside of Luke's story, I'm not really interested in it.
1: No one cares.
0: Like, I'm sorry, was a great side character, but I do not want him as a main character. Especially like, a book without Han? I don't think I want that if you're doing a Star Wars ensemble book with the original cast.
1: Yeah. It, it, like,
0: Han's so integral to that. Like Even a luke book.
1: Leia was like... Yeah, uh, yeah. Emotionless.
0: So, Jesus Sias, who I uh, you may remember from the very famous Nick Spencer Captain America story, where Captain America says "Hell Hydra," that's Jesus Sias, who I actually enjoyed that Cap run, um, and Jesus Sias's art on it. Uh, this is uh, very much in the vein of Laroca.
1: It. It's such a... And the reason why I jumped off the book years ago. It's such yeah. a LucasArts once a movie recreation artist, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, it's just boring. The laser page. Oh, dude. Where the space is just entirely lasers, and then the next space is inspi- entirely explosions. Can you not draw space?
0: First off, first off, there is a... there's a The Star Wars nerd's going to come out with me. There's a space battle that, that's literally all lasers. They're all green lasers. That's not that's not true. There are green and red lasers. That's how you know who's who and who's shooting at who. And also, there's no way that could be that many lasers. They have one Star Destroyer shooting out probably a million lasers at once. And I'm not even being hyperbolic. Um, It's... Yeah, I just... uh, No. Nope. Not into it. He draws a good Chewbacca.
1: Chewbacca's the only one that's expressive. Which (laughs) I found was incredible.
0: Uh, I thought his Luke was okay. No, his Luke was awful Uh, there's just a problem with Star Wars though
1: like the problem with Star Wars is they got the the X-Men editor that uh was shitting on the line for so long they took Jordan White put him on the X-Men books took him off Star Wars (laughs) Heather Antos went to Valiant they got those X-Men editors and those X-Men editors never put out a good book oh boy
0: um yeah I just I'm not uh, I will not be reading issue two. so Um, but let's uh, end with one last book
1: I don't even know what we're talking about
0: American Jesus The New Messiah number one by Mark Miller uh, Peter Gross with uh, colors by J.M. McGee so this is a spiritual successor to Punk Rock Jesus one of Miller's earliest works earliest well known
1: no you're you're mixing them up again am I really? Yeah, Punk Rock Jesus is a Sean Murphy book from Vertigo.
0: Which? Am, what am I getting? American oh, Jesus. Oh, American Jesus. Oh, yes, yes. You're I'm getting, getting those your Jesus up. is wrong. <laughs> been, been there. Uh, no, yeah. So this is the American Jesus. Yeah, it's the red cover. Uh, was that a black and white book? No, it
1: wasn't. We had this exact conversation. You think I pay the attention? Show. The black and white book was Punk Rock Jesus.
0: <laughs> yeah, I totally got it mixed up. Then you yeah. got your Jesus is fucked up. Yep. Um... Uh, then I have no idea what American
1: Jesus is about. I know what this book's about. Um, American Jesus is <laughs> this whole book. I was like, what's the punk rock aspect? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, American Jesus is about uh, the story of uh, the Antichrist. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's all about. It's, it has a lot of Star Wars, Darth Vader influences. Mm, um, okay. And this is the sequel, which is the spoil of a regular Christ. But I liked how it all, my favorite part about this whole book and tying it into the beginning of this episode is because <laughs> everything always ties in. Um, the 9 11 part? It all <laughs> ties into 9 11. Oh boy. Uh, uh, Do you think Mark Miller was just sitting at his desk laughing to himself, being like, you know what? I'm going to bring back Jesus and the world's going to fall apart with 9 11. <laughs> so
0: I, we, we're both Mark Miller fans. Yeah. I think he can get a little too Miller, yeah, <laughs> at at some points. And this is this is both a subdued Miller and a miller Miller in the in this at the same time, which is weird. It,
1: it, it's Miller without an action pace or scenes, really or scenes, but with the snarky, intelligent wit, which can sometimes not work for his benefit. Because and it's it,
0: and it's always a little too much too.
1: <laughs> yeah, like the the creepy racist dad. I was sure. Like, yeah. I was like, man, you've been watching too much Scorsese.
0: But I just think the the whole uh, dialogue by this angel guy in this, where he's explaining all the horrible things that will come to the world and how, you know, the the Iraq War will be started by 9/11, which was, was uh, made by the people supporting the Antichrist. I'm like, yo, what? This is all like one page. Yeah. And then there's a. Is a shot where it pulls out and like, oh, we're at the Twin Towers. And I was like,
1: whoa, oh boy. It was. It, here's a question: Was it as weird uh, seeing the two towers here as it was in that uh, Greg Land symbiote Spider-Man issue?
0: It was. It was more jarring here, but I think that was the point.
1: Yeah, I um, it's. I would not give that to Greg Land. No. <laughs> and they're going to like the parents get murdered, and they're going to Waco now. Like, hey, what's
0: is there a significance there?
1: It, didn't everyone die in Waco? I don't know. I'm politi- I'm not I'm not political. I'm historically Hold on. Hold on. ignorant. I'm I am too. Hold on, I'm looking this up. But um, this is such a weird sequel because the book I believe American Jesus was originally called The Chosen, and let me see where it came out because I know it was originally published by Dark Horse. So.
0: Oh yeah, there was a siege in Waco. <laughs> oh boy, Waco massacre. Oh boy. Okay. Did not
1: know So, American Jesus originally came out. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, shit. I can look this up, too. Don't go faster than me. American Jesus. Fuck. How, how? Volume 1. Miller World.
0: Let's see. Oh, of course it doesn't fucking tell me. Yeah, I'm on why, his Wikipedia. Yeah, why would it do that? What the fuck? That? I want to say this is early on. 2009. Two thousand nine, at least when the paperback came out.
1: Um,
0: let's... Uh, You, you, uh, you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I, I recognize
1: the book now. Yeah, no, two thousand four. No, we're the Mohawks. Two thousand and four came out. I don't see any Mohawks or leather jackets. Here. It's been sixteen years. Huh. Which is weird. So I um this is pre Civil War. I remember I picked this book up for the first time. I was in alternate realities. Mm, on yeah. uh, Central, and I picked it up, and I went to Brian Park one Saturday when I was in college, and I bought myself some Starbucks, and I read. Great Bryan reading park. park. It is a great reading. I park.
0: prefer Washington Square to read, but Bryant Park's close second.
1: And I just sat there and I read, it, and I was like, "Wow!" And I was like, "I don't know if I'm being wowed because I was still in my dumb Catholic phase, <laughs> but um, I, I found it really interesting because it was a. I think you should read it because it's only seventy two pages.
0: Sure, that means something to me. Yeah, it's that's like one and a half <laughs> issues. Yep. <laughs> um, now maybe I'll check it out. It's uh, uh, the graphic design needs to be fixed on the cover. It's though. <laughs> pretty rough. It looks like maybe it's supposed to look like a pamphlet you get at church. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Because it does. It does. Uh, no, I enjoyed the issue though. Well, this issue was pretty good. It's. It'd be interesting to see. I, I kind of do want to read the original just to see where he's grown. In the time since?
1: I, you know what I like about it the most, though, is, like, you look at Space Bandits, Sharky the Bounty Hunter, Prodigy, it, Chrononauts 2. I feel like it's not screaming in my face, which is one of the reasons, like, I don't pick up uh, Miller month to month. Like, yes. everything is, like, I feel like someone's yelling at me. Space bands is kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I like to just sit down and read, like, M- Miller's one of my favorites. I know, yeah. Like... I'd, I'd love to just sit down and actually read something that's fun not fun yeah no, like, it's a fair uh, I think yeah. it's a fair word
0: yeah um the guys the guy can write though so
1: the guy's got that sweet sweet Netflix money <laughs>
0: that guy has so uh where can people follow us on Instagram Matt? because that's the show we're done
1: well oh uh, you can find us at com. I mean longbox podcast the Instagram you can both of those honestly, yeah.
0: yeah yeah you can you can do both you can go to our website or go to our Instagram
1: you can find our Instagram on our website.
0: Now I'm confused.
1: Ooh, same. We also have Twitter, um,
0: and you can follow me at the Tyler Olson on Twitter and Instagram.
1: You can follow me at Matthew P L Murphy on Instagram and Twitter.
0: And uh, we'll see you next week for Dark Knight Strikes Again. Get ready, baby. Oh boy, uh, I'm I'm in for a ride. I think.
1: Oh, you are. I I, I think you're gonna hate
0: it. <laughs> you know what? I think so too. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Bye.